0: Field is ready. They're racing in the oaks.
1: Hello, and welcome to Ladies Who Punt, episode one. Let's bet. So excited to be recording our first ever episode. My name is Fiona Blair and I am joined by my co-host Grace Ramett. Hello Grace. Hello Fiona. Hello everybody that's listening in. Yeah, I'm so excited to be
2: recording our first ever episode because we've been thinking about and creating this concept, this podcast Ladies Who Punt for so long now and Yeah, it's really exciting. This first episode, Let's Bet, it's really going to get to the basics of understanding betting and it is a great starting point on our journey to decode racing.
1: Definitely. um, If we want to understand racing, betting's a really big part of it and it's how most people connect with the sport. So it's a great place to start.
2: We should just say, though, if you are listening to this episode before listening to episode zero, you might just want to put this on pause. Go back and listen to episode zero. It only goes for two and a bit minutes, but it really is setting up what this podcast is all about. We are explaining the journey that we're hopefully going to take you along as we go. So go back and listen to that and then pick it
1: up right here. Today, we are going to look at all things bidding different bet types, and how to use them. And it's a great week to be kicking off, Grace, because it is Lightning Stakes Day at Flemington. Can you take us through the card?
2: It's an outstanding day at Flemington. So Lightning Stakes Day um, is the second of the Group 1 feature race meetings of the Autumn Carnival here in Melbourne. Outstanding fields, quality Group 1 horses on the card, and it really sets up for the remainder of the Autumn awesome Carnival that we'll see here in Melbourne and also then up in Sydney. Uh, so we've got nine races we've got the Group 1 feature itself which is the Lightning Stakes for the Sprinters which features the best sprinter in the world, Nature Strip he's oh, a seven exciting. time Group 1 winner, it's so exciting to have him back, Jamie Carr in the saddle which is also really cool. But there's also a handful of other stakes races on the day as well, a couple of features for the Three Rolls which is an appetiser to the Australian Guineas a Group 1 in a couple of weeks time so it's a fantastic race meeting and we'll be discussing all of the races and my tips shortly but
1: Fiona it is back to the basics first. Yes it is Grace and are you ready to answer all of my questions because I have many. <laughs> okay I will try my best to answer all of your many questions. What are the basics that we need to know
2: when it comes to betting? So starting at the very start there are two different types of betting products. Okay what are they? The first one is fixed odds and that is the betting product that we would most commonly use, um, people like us. When you take fixed odds, the price you are taking at the time that you take the bet is the price the bookmakers will pay you. The price will not change, it is fixed. As opposed to what is the second product, which is tote betting at the tab, they do not have the ability to alter their own markets. It is purely driven from the amount of money invested on each horse and also if you were going to place a bet on the tote the price that you take is not necessarily the price that you'll be paid out you'll be paid out the starting price so So depending on the fluctuations so that
1: seems like a gamble within a gamble almost like you don't know what you're going to get
2: sometimes it works against you because you think a horse might be four dollars and it starts two dollars eighty but other times the horse might
1: drift yeah and you win more than you anticipated Mm, so it's a bit more excitement to to a bet. Exactly. Okay. So now we understand fixed betting and tote betting. When I go to put on a bet, there's all the horses listed. And then beside each horse, there is a dollar value, which are the odds. So to me, that just looks like a number on a page. It doesn't really mean much. Can you explain to me like, what are the odds represent and how are the odds framed?
2: So odds are derived from the winning percentages of each horse in a race. So when we say winning percentage, we mean winning chance. Let's say a horse is $2 favorite. That means that that horse has got a 50% winning chance. Now, we've got an odds cheat sheet because this is a highly complex part of racing and we've put it on our social media pages. You can find us on Instagram and also on Twitter, Ladies Who Punt, and you'll find there a list of the odds dollar value and how that translates in terms of the winning percentage or the winning chance. But Fee, let's just take a look at a hypothetical example. So let's say we have a three-horse race and each horse has an equal winning chance the winning percentage of each horse with an equal winning chance is 33.3%. It adds up to 100. Now, if we look at our odds chart, it will tell us that each horse will pay $3. So all in all, I suppose what we're learning here is that the odds that you are taking uh, are derived from the winning percentage of that horse. And it totally changes
1: the way that you see odds. Yeah. So I guess it. what the odds are actually telling us is that each horse has a different chance of winning the race and the odds are actually a reflection of what the market thinks the horse's chance of winning is. Mm -hmm. That was some heavy (laughs) content there. Let's uh, move along and move on to something a little bit lighter and now we are going to move on to a segment called The Glossary with Grace. Okay Grace, so what we're going to do here is we are going to cover some of the most common terms and jargon used in betting I'm going to fire some phrases at you and you are going to give me a quick answer. And we are going to put a minute on the clock to get this done. So no pressure. Rapid fire. Yep. Okay. A minute on the clock, Grace. Let's start now. Odds on.
2: Odds on is anything less than $2. $1.80 is an odds on favorite. Even money. $2.00. Ruffy, Uh, a ruffy is a horse that is up to you know fifty dollars, sixty dollars, seventy dollars in the market. A really low winning chance, short-priced favourite. A high winning chance. So this is a horse that might be two dollars twenty because the market is very confident. Starting price. Starting price is the price a horse pays when it finishes the race fluctuation fluctuation is when the odds move from the minute that the markets open until the race jumps it goes up and down each horse four dollars the field uh okay so this is when the shortest priced horse in the race is four dollars it means it's a really open contest okay and save a bet. a save a bet is uh, away from your main bet you might have the bulk of your money on one horse but you're worried about another horse so you just want to have a little bet on that to cover your losses like an insurance bet
1: Perfect. Well done, Grace. How did they go? Pretty good, just under the minute.
2: Oh no way! Well done. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, I just need a break. I need. I need. A, I need a glass of water.
1: Now we've covered the glossary. Let's look into the race card. Let's see what kind of bets we're going to put on, and let's start with race three. It's a sixteen hundred meter benchmark seventy eight for fillies and mares, so just for female horses. And Grace, what kind of bet are you going to put on here? Okay. So for this bet, I was thinking that we could place a trifecta. What's a trifecta? Explain it to me. A
2: trifecta is a type of exotic bet and it consists of selecting the first three runners in the race. So first, second, and third across the line. You can have three horses in your trifecta. You can add more horses if you want to and have five in your trifecta. It'll cost you more to place the bet, but you'll have a better winning chance. Mm,
1: Okay. So it's the first three horses across the line in any order, all right, that makes sense, trifecta. So who are you going to put in your trifecta? Okay, so I've done
2: the form for this race, and I like a couple of horses here, hence the decision to put on a trifecta bet. I really like the chance of a horse called Yonce. She's undefeated in three starts and she's got really good ability. There's another horse in the race called American Angel. She has won her past two races at 1600 metres, the same distance of this race, and she's racing really well. She's got a genuine winning chance too, so I want to have her in as well. Then there are two mares, both trained by Chris Waller, that interest me. There's a horse called Sentimental, and she likes to settle close to the speed
1: in her races. Um, what does settle close to the speed mean? Does that mean fast out the gate or yeah, settling behind?
2: It means that she can take up a forward position in the race because she's got good gate speed, so she mm-hmm. does leave the barriers well. Yeah. Um, but often in races, um, they can be slowly run, which means that if you are closer to the finishing post than your rival who's settled out the rear, you've got a better winning chance. Mm -hmm. So often having a good position in running and being close to the speed is a positive Uh, sometimes it's a negative we can get to that in a later in a future episode Uh, but for sentimental I think she can be in the first four from barrier six and be in a really good spot in the race Mm -hmm. then the other horse trained by Chris Waller is modern Millie Uh, she comes through the same last start as the horse I already mentioned American Angel And while American Angel beat her that day, I still think there was a lot of merit to the run of Modern Millie. So I've named four horses to put in my trifecta. It'll cost me a little bit more, um, but I'm hoping that that gives me a good winning chance of profiting on the race.
1: Very good, Grace. And I just cannot read Yonce without thinking Yonce like (laughs) Yonce. Can't get it out of my head. I'm like, everyone else is saying this wrong. (laughs) That is what it is. You know what? You're probably right, Fee. You're probably right. If someone can clarify that for us, that would be great. Okay, now on to race five. It's a group three, which is a high-class race. Lots of prize money here. It's over 1,400 metres and it's for three-year-old fillies, so three-year-old female horses. Grace, what's your bet and who are you putting it on?
2: So this race, I think, represents a really good opportunity for us to place an each-way bet Or a one-by-three bet. Ooh. Very snazzy. So the horse that I'm interested in here is a horse called Minosh. She was a last-start winner at Caulfield. She's a three-year-old. She's lightly raced. She's only had four starts, two wins and two seconds. But last time out, again, she led up on that occasion. She settled at the top of the field. So she's fast out the gate. She's fast out of the gates, but then – They really dropped the anchor. Her rider, Craig Williams, um, let the whole race turn into a sit and sprint. They really backed off the tempo, which allowed her to sprint. And she showed really good fight to win. So that was a good performance there. She beat a horse called Throntari, who was also in that race, and she meets again here. But I think Minosh can beat her again um, because even if they were to run along at a faster tempo, um, I still think that she's just better than them. Minosh, she's got a great overall record, which I've already referenced, and she's $11 at the moment. So at that price – Each way bet would allow me to have $10 the win and $10 the place on and get a really good return on my investment, hopefully, if she finishes first, second or third. You know, that place dividend is still going to allow me to profit on the race.
1: Yeah, so if she wins, you still get the place payout as well. Yes. But if she comes second or third, you don't get the win part of of your bet. And
2: that's an important point because you wouldn't place an each way bet on a horse that's under... $3.50, $3.50, for example, because if you only finish second or third, you're probably not going to get your money back or you yeah, might just right. break even on that place bit considering mm-hmm. you've had to outlay a win bet and a place bet. Mm-hmm. So each way bets are sort of mainly for you know those horses that are borderline value plays, which this is an $11 chance. It's a value play. Market doesn't really give her that much of a great winning percentage. If you go look at the odds cheat sheet, you'll find out what it is. But I think that the market um, is underestimating
1: her and I think that she's the winner of this race. Oh wow, that's great value at $11. Let's hope she can come through. And what is the one by three bet? Is that the same thing? What's going on here? Is that another name for it?
2: Oh yeah, this was the snazzy bit. Um, this is a really good bet type because all it means is that you've got one unit... To win three units to place. Oh, so if you're talking each way and you've got twenty dollars a win, twenty dollars a place, why not go ten dollars the win, thirty dollars the place?
1: Oh, okay. So you can split it. You can split it. Right. So you
2: literally have to put on a win bet and then you have to put on a place bet. But it's a good staking strategy Ah. which allows you to have that insurance that yes, you're going to if if the horse wins, well, you're getting a good chunk of that place dividend anyway, Mm -hmm. but if the horse only places, uh, then, yeah, you've got a really nice profit as well. So instead of each way, one by three can be really effective.
1: Oh, wow. That's super interesting. I've never heard of that. Each way bet's like my go-to bet. so <laughs> Might have just
2: revolutionized
1: yeah, that. Yeah, I think I like the one by three better because I'm a little bit of a, a hesitant better, So it makes me feel a little bit safer. Okay, so let's crack on to the next race. Another group three for three year old Colts and geldings. So basically the same race, but it's for the boys who are three years old. Grace, what kind of bit are you going to put on here and which horse do you like? I like a horse
2: by the name of Galleon in this race. So this is the CSA Stakes, plenty of good horses in this. It is an outstanding field. Um, you've got different form lines, so horses coming from all different recent racing you've got um, proper stakes horses like forgot you that we saw in the spring do exceptionally well Uh, but you've got horses that are up and comers like Mm. galleon this is the one i'm interested in trained by Lindsay park and has only had one career start here in australia was purchased from new zealand on debut, Australian debut, I should say, I didn't think there was anything wrong with his run. Remember how we've just been talking about horses that settle on speed? Yeah, Galleon sat at the rear of the field and it was a slowly run race. He had too much work to do to actually win. It was Mm. physically impossible for him to win given how far back he was and the the speed that the leaders were going. He just couldn't out-sprint them. He just couldn't get there. He did nothing wrong in that race. I know that the stable, like this horse, I know that he can go better out to 1,400 metres. Having said all that, I'm not confident he's the winner. Mm
0: -hmm. I think this
2: is a great race and I think that he might find some that are better than him on the day, which is why a place-only bet – is probably applicable here. The horse is $20. So the place price at the moment is $4.80. And I'm happy to know that I've got three chances at that $4.80. So that's why I'd be
1: placing a place-only bet here. So we're going to put a place bet on Galleon for race six. Now, we're just going to pause for a second and take a break from the racing. And I've got a random question for you, Grace. Mm -hmm. Which horse made you fall in love with racing?
2: Oh, um, well... That's a that's a very controversial question to myself because I know which horse made me fall in love with racing um, Winks most recently but Winks just don't listen to this bit that the horse that made me fall in love with racing is definitely Sunline. She was a champion mare mm. um, formerly New Zealand bred mm-hmm. Fiona yep, um, that's true. and yeah she was a superstar. I would have, been, would have been seven I think when she was sort of at the peak of her powers and she raced for a couple of seasons and I was obsessed with her. I I would just follow her everywhere, and I just loved watching her run. So she's definitely the one who made me fall in love with racing. What about you?
1: So for me, Grace, it's not really a specific horse. I came into this industry on the breeding side of things, doing yearling preparations, So what got me into racing was following those horses through to their racing careers. Some of the more notable names would be Addictive Nature, who was a Group 2 winning Savabile Colt. And another one more recently would be Behemoth, who I worked with at Blue Gun Farm here in Uroa. So to me, it's watching that progression from a young horse into a racehorse. That's what makes me fall in love Mm. with racing, just the journey the horse. take okay so enough of that randomness (laughs) let's go on back to the racing and it's feature race time it's the group one lightning stakes it's over a thousand meters down the straight at Flemington and from my understanding grace running down the straight is a bit of a specialty to some horses some of them don't cope with it so what kind of bet are we going to put on here and who are we betting on Well, we
2: are betting on the world's best sprinter, which is Nature Strip. Sort of makes sense. Sort of makes sense. (laughs) I suppose when you put it that way, it's pretty obvious. Um, But the thing is, the funny thing about Nature Strip is that he has not been obvious for his entire career. He's got so much ability. He's now a seven-time Group One winner, but for much part of his career, he's been known as a bit of an enigma. Um, He's been hard to catch. So, you know, the times where you think, oh, this is his race, he'll just win, he won't. Mm -hmm. And then... the times where you think oh this might not be for him another horse will win he'll come out and just absolutely demoralize his rivals so he's been he's been a really hard horse to catch but in the latter part of his career he's pretty bomb proof. You know what you're going to get from Nature Strip and he loves the straight which you've referenced already. Some horses won't handle it and some horses in this race haven't seen the straight before. Wow. So he's got a huge advantage there. He's got Jamie Carr in the saddle um, and I just think that he's the clear top pick in this race. So in terms of what bet I'm going to put on, it's win only. He's $2.50 in the market and what that's telling us is that he is a 40% winning chance if you go back and look at the odds cheat sheet that's what you'll see that is relatively high market confidence you've got to remember there are nine horses in this race if you run it 10 times it's telling you that nature strip will win four of those 10 times so at $2.50 it's probably about the right price for him
1: so grace what kind of odds are you looking for for a win bet is there an amount that you really don't want to go under like where's weird would we find value and win bets
2: well, it really all depends on how brave you feel like being because you can win bet on any at any price, but it's up to you if you want to take a dollar eighty about a horse and get a small return on your investment go right ahead but if you are a little bit cautious about that look personally for me I probably wouldn't be backing anything that's under two dollars absolutely you know at two dollars thirty I'd have to be really confident that this is the winner yeah and it purely comes down to what I am comfortable with having on to get enough return
1: because two dollars fifty with a which equates to a forty percent winning chance as we've covered like there's still a 60% chance he's not going to win and I mean to me I know that that's a sign like a 40% winning chance is a a confident market but I guess you're still assuming a lot of risk (laughs) and he's not paying a lot of money.
2: Uh, There are a lot of variables in racing and plenty that occur once the barriers open and the horses jump out Mm -hmm. so you're right so it all depends on what you feel comfortable with, basically. Some people will be absolutely happy to just launch at something at a dollar seventy thinking this is the winner. you know you have to put a hefty amount on to actually get some bang for your buck. Mm. Um, other people might stay out you know and just have something or look for more value bets at you know five dollars or above. So it's entirely up to you.
1: Okay so that is nature strip with a win only bet and just to clarify win only means they have to win for you to get your money back just in case there was a little bit of confusion about that and let's move on to race eight now this is the 1400 meter listed elms handicap. Grace we've covered a few bets now what are you going to pick for this race and which horse are you going to put it on?
2: You're right. We have been through plenty of bet types now. Something a little bit different. This is a first four opportunity. A first four means that you need to be able to pick the first four horses across the line. It's quite similar to a Quinella and a Trifecta in that if you want more horses than just the four, you'll have to put more on, but you'll have a better winning chance. Mm. This first four bet, the reason that I'm applying this bet type to this race is because there's a horse in the race called Corner Pocket who's come up $4.40 favourite. Right. So going back to our glossary. Oh, $4
1: for $4 the
2: $4.40 the field is this race. Wow. It is wide open. And what does that mean? That there are lots of different opinions out there. Everyone's got a different say on who's going to win this race. In terms of winning percentage, it's really even across the board. There's no clear-cut favourite Exactly. Here. So it's a great chance to be able to try and land a first four mm. where it might pay a big dividend. And even better, I'm taking on the favourite, Corner Pocket, mm. at $4.40. So I'm leaving him out oh i just don't really think he's the winner of this race look he might be he might come out and prove me wrong especially because i've just declared it but (laughs) look the horses that i want to have in my first four is elephant number one groundswell number eight king magnus number six mr Brightside number 10 they are four horses that i'm having in my first four and i'm taking on the favorite corner pocket if this lands it will pay well i mean it's so much easier said than done Mm. these these type of bets pay well because they are very hard
1: um to land so fingers crossed fingers crossed for this one (laughs) good luck okay so We've just done a first four bit, which is quite a speculative bit, and we're going to move into another speculative bit, which is a quaddy. Now, I really need you to break this down for me, Grace, because I hear a lot about quaddies. I'm not sure what they are. There's things like they say legs. I don't know what that is. Please break it down <laughs> for me and explain what a quaddy is.
2: I can certainly do that for you, Fee. So, look, a quaddy is picking the winner of four races.
1: Oh, so a quad?
2: Yeah. A Quadrilla, quadrilla, that's right. what it is. It's okay. just, it's just obviously slang quaddy, it's yep. just what Australians do. So, a traditional quaddy is the last four races on any race card. Okay. So, for this, it's race six, seven, eight, and nine. Mm-hmm. Each of those races are called legs. Leg one ah. is race six, leg three is race eight, leg four, the last leg, is race nine.
1: Obviously. You have to get all your legs. You have to get everyone. So, if you miss out on race six, you're You're out out of the the quaddy in the first leg. How many times have you heard that?
2: (laughs) Uh, It's devastating. Just rip the ticket up, just walk away. It's just the worst. Anyway, been there, done that many times. Um, The thing is, you can take as many horses as you want in each leg.
1: Okay.
2: But the more horses you have in each leg, so the more horses you have in total, the more combinations you've got. So, the more you'll have to spend to get 100% of the dividend or or you can still put on a smaller amount but take a lesser percentage of the dividend okay. so there are two options it's really up to you again Quaddies. that's why they're fun to play everyone can play mm-hmm. and also it lasts four races so it's yeah. a very popular bet type
1: why are they so popular is it because they're a great bragging right well
2: it's definitely bragging right is a big part of it
1: and grace have you ever nailed a quaddy uh
2: yes i have Tell actually me about it. funny you mention it uh australia cup day a couple of years ago harlem uh won it two years in a row but mm. he wanted it at a huge price and i had him in my quaddy wow so it it paid really well um it's the only big Quaddy that i've ever landed but you know what that's all I need. That's you just great. need one and you've got it forever. And how do you do a quaddy every weekend? I really like quaddies. Um, they're a lot of fun because I've done the form for every race. Mm-hmm. So why not put it on? I, I have my own opinions in the last four legs
1: and I'll give it a go. So that's a, that's a obviously a bit that's really hard to pull off. Yeah. So you've had it once, even though you do it most weekends. I've
2: had a couple of other quaddy. I mean, I've had lots of quaddy wins, but oh, not the big ones, not the big quatties. Not the big ones. I mean, if every favorite wins, it's not going to pay well, right? Sometimes I see. you can even lose on the quaddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. so look, they're the ones no one talks about. Um, <laughs> if you have too many horses and you've paid too much and your return, what your payout is is less than what oh you put my gosh. on. That's a lost quaddy. Right. That's a sad story. Yeah, that is but, a sad story. Look, there are plenty of those, but it's just a lot of fun and it's on every race card and
1: it's a very popular bet type. Mm. Thank you so much for explaining that to me because I have been confused about quaddies <laughs> for a long time. So now that you've explained it to me, like who are we gonna put in? Who who do you like for your quaddy this weekend? Let's start with the first leg, which is race six. I've got uh, a couple of horses in here. This is a definition
2: of a wide leg. I'm going wide in this leg. Like a flare. Like a flare? <laughs> like a flare trouser. Suppose, I suppose you could draw some <laughs> parallels between a trouser and going wide in the first leg of a quaddie. We've got Forgot You, Lightsaber, Pinstriped, Persero, and Galleon. Five. So they're the five that I've got in that first leg. So I'm mm-hmm. going to trim it up somewhere else. I'm going to trim it up in leg two, race seven, the lightning stakes nature strip just him
1: oh my gosh this
2: is called going one out in the quaddie
1: one you might out have, you might
2: have heard that before no that's that... it one out in the quaddie just nature strip one horse in one leg that he is needs ballsy. to win or i'm out oh my gosh race eight is elephant swell, king magnus mr brightside. look i've done a first four with those horses i might add in corner pocket the favourite here who I was taking on, but I might just put him in for the sake of the Quaddy to get it. I'd be so mad if he won and beat me. So I have five horses in that leg. And then the final leg, race nine, just two. This is a skinny leg, <laughs> back to those skinny <laughs> jeans, um, the garden and also rose quartz. So they're the horses that I want to include. I can spend as much as I want on that quaddie. Um, if you go on your bet slip, it'll tell you what your Percentage payout of the dividend is for whatever
1: you're willing to stake. So it's really accessible for everyone. So that is our quaddy and that is the final bet we are putting on for this weekend. So hopefully what we've talked about here today, all the bets we've covered and how to use them, gives you the confidence to go out and try a few new bets this weekend on Lightning Stakes Day.
2: Exactly. And now that we know how to bet, well, next week's episode, as I already mentioned, is going to be who to bet on how to read a form guide.
1: So Grace, a form guide, that's the the book you get at the races, but also the little blurbs you see on your betting apps that talks about the horses in every race.
2: Oh, absolutely. A form guide and form analysis is assessing the past performances of every horse in every race. And if you know how to do form properly, and if you have an understanding of form analysis, even in a basic way, it'll really give you the confidence to go out and tackle racing.
1: So... There's more on that next week. Not too many spoilers right now, Fee. Cool. I can't wait to get stuck into that because there is a lot of numbers, a lot of words. It's honestly a puzzle. It really is. And also, we want to start a new segment
2: where each week we answer a question from a listener. So if you have a question about
1: racing that you want answered, please send us through a voice note. So you can send us through those voice notes on our Instagram at ladies.who.punt or on Twitter at ladieswhopunt, just one word. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast, please make sure you subscribe and give us a review because we can't wait to read them. And the best way you can help support this show is by word of mouth. If you know someone who's going to enjoy this content, please send it on to them. Until next week, Grace, it's been a great episode. It sure has. We've covered so much. A lot. I mean, we're trying to simplify these things, <laughs> yeah. but it is hard.
2: It is hard, but hopefully <laughs> what we have done is make, um, you know, the world of betting more understandable and approachable for a lot of people out there. And what a great weekend. Enjoy the racing Lightning Stakes Day at Flemington. Cannot wait. It's going to be great. See you guys next week.